From Bureaucracy's Basement to your ears, this is the weekly meeting of the Queen City Improvement Bureau in compliance with Memo EX 1063 on 91.3 FM, CJTR, Regina Community Radio. On this meeting, we have an already appearing improvement vector. We have innovative revenue tools, outstanding improvements, and more, most likely. This meeting is now in session. Doing pretty great. Good. Should we uh, should we do some attendance? Yes, we should absolutely do some attendance. Because my mic isn't turned on. <laughs> <laughs> Your mic's on now. My mic is on now. Yeah. Oh, good. Good. Good to know that you're here and audible. Yes. Yes. Hey, so attendance. Um, attending to tonight, we have uh, Dupe Claim. Dupe Claim. Dupe Claim. Oh, the. Um the inheritor of the pickle fortune that would be the one Is the it? inheritor of the pickle fortune yeah yep. they, they they invented the pickle yes he yeah. claimed pickles yeah unfortunately dupe uh, pretty much ran the company into the ground mm-hmm. yeah i think it was yeah. one of those nigerian scams oh he, yeah he shipped all those pickles to nigeria oh and they didn't they didn't need pickles in nigeria uh they didn't uh, yeah i think i think they just didn't go over so well oh that's too bad so, yeah i know yeah um, <laughs> Do claim pickles? They tasted like butts, anyways. That's true. Yes, yeah. that's that's Nigerians pointed that out. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I don't think he's here tonight. Oh, good. So I think. Yeah, I know. Because he'd be like pushing the pickles on us all the time. Who needs that? Uh, yeah, like, who needs to be trying to like discuss important matters of city and politics? And meanwhile, you've got dupe in the corner going, "Heck, claim pickles. Don't yeah. taste like butts no more." <laughs> that's yeah. Nobody likes that. Um. Um. Sorry. You know what? I think I made a mistake. Oh no! I think I mixed up the letters. Mm-hmm. Uh, should be Paul and Paul Deschen. Oh, that's actually me. Oh, okay. Yep. You look familiar. Yeah. I figured it might be. I you. should. I come here every week. I was a little worried though because you weren't on the agenda. You oh. weren't like under attending. So. Yeah, that'd be bad if I didn't show up. Yeah, exactly. And yet I was here. And yet you were here. Yeah. So that that worked out too. Um, also tonight, and I. I don't know who this is exactly, but he calls himself Air God Mana. Air God Mana? Yeah. Pretty good, huh? Oh, my God. <laughs> That's the most exciting guest. Or the exciting attendee This is going to be awesome. I know. Air God Mana will come in, presumably from the air, mm-hmm. dis- presumably distributing mana, Yep. being godlike. Yep. Have you ever been to one of his meditation sessions? So trippy. I can imagine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you go home with like buckets of mana. Yeah, I swear his hair like moves all on its own accord. That's how that's how at one with yoga he is. His prana is like so. It's been pranaed right up. It wow. Is. Yeah. I, excellent. Um, I I I think he might have transcended this plane altogether though. Oh no. Because he's not here. Oh, that's too bad. But oh, I was I so am, excited. I know. I, I was stretched and everything. I yeah no I got the mat. I was I was mm-hmm. downward dogging. Yep. And uh, waiting for the mana. Because uh, what I think has happened is I think I was so excited about Air God Mana coming that mm-hmm. I mixed up the letters in his name. Oh. So, and it turns out I should have been more excited about Aiden Morgan attending. Oh, and he showed up because he's you. Oh, good. Yeah. Apparently, apparently I have many, many things to bring to this meeting. Yeah. So, we're both here. We don't have quorum, but we're still going to have to have a meeting. As you know, we really need to take a look at those that particular regulation. Yeah, we yeah. really should. Like why? Why are we doing this? Why we do we need six people? <laughs> why? Why is there a department of only two people? We've never gotten close to six. <laughs> no. Uh. No, not even when we. Um, nope, never. Yeah. All right. Anyways, we're not alone in the sub basement tonight. We have That's a returning improvement vector. Right. Jason Mancinelli, Councillor Jason Mancinelli. Thank you so much for coming in. No problem at all. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Uh, so, Councillor Mancinelli, uh, how, how's counseling going? It's very uh, You've been at it for how long now, is it? Uh, it's coming on six months, I guess. Holy wow. crap. Yeah. So, you're like one-eighth the way through your first term. Yeah, I'm almost used to hearing Councillor Mancinelli. I mean, yeah. Well, Jason I mean, really goes a lot for a gray. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this, you've been a Mancinelli longer than you've been a counselor. That's right. That, yeah. I think so, at least. Yeah, I hope yeah. so. You're not, like, sick with the power? Yeah. Sick with something. <laughs> 
Yeah. Well, one of the things that I wanted to talk to you about tonight is uh, ran into you at the uh, Rail Yard Renewal Project uh, Big Like Launch mm-hmm. uh, event at the Queensbury last week, and uh, yeah, you just. You were like lurking around. You, you know, you said you had some ideas. Skulking in the corners. Skulking in the corner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like checking out, checking mm-hmm. out. We kept the on trying dudes. to jump on the stage, but the security and all. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, they're they're totally like they take their job so seriously. Yeah, no there. crowd surfing at the. Yeah. At no. the well, you think project. when you're a counselor, you get a couple people catch you at least earlier. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, actually, you think if you're a counselor, people would just let you drop. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they do. Yeah. Um. So, uh, yeah, uh, I guess just for anybody who didn't listen to last week's meeting, uh, hard to believe that they wouldn't have been listening to last week's meeting, but perhaps they didn't. Uh, the Rail Yard Renewal Project, it's a 17.5 uh, hectare development just north of downtown. Uh, it was uh, vacated CP land, and there's still CP rail line going through there, still a bit of like an interchange for trains or whatever you call it. Yeah. And uh, what they're going to be building in there is a mixed retail and residential development. They anticipate 1,200 units of households, so about 2,000 people. There's a space for a a community facility that there's a lot of talk about it being a farmer's market, uh, and then parks and uh, restaurants and stuff. And all this will be right next to the warehouse district downtown, and there's going to be a bridge. And a bridge. And a bridge. And a bridge. Actually, you know what, I find the bridge quite impressive. I think that, yeah. that is a good idea for sure. Yeah. I uh, To tie in the downtown like that, you know, we have a pedestrian problem here. Mm-hmm. I'd really like to work hard and try to get that to be a covered bridge, though. Oh, I, yeah, I think that nice. would be really, really snazzy. Yeah. But uh, whether that could be achievable or not, I don't want to spend uh, money when we're in a deficit. Well, not a deficit situation, yeah. but the, the current fiscal climate. Yeah. So when you say we have a pedestrian problem, you clearly you mean that it's because we've got so dang many pedestrians, they're getting in the way of our cars. Yeah, you can't even uh, move That's downtown. exactly it. Like, what do you do with a May and then yes. you get mad for getting hit? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, I think, well. I if think we had a bridge that we could just put We might have on. pedestrians. More pedestrians? More pedestrians. Oh, my God. Nice. Yeah, wouldn't that be revolutionary? Yeah. <laughs> so this is what you're striving for, is more people walking. I don't know directly walking. Um traversing through the downtown in an open fashion which may not be an automobile would be a better way i see it in my yeah head. i think i think that's a great way to say walking that's my favorite yet yeah but not just walking but not just walking not just walking. bicycling perhaps possibly yeah i think we have a congestion problem in our downtown whether it be driving or parking um we have a mm-hmm. lot of traffic down there yeah and uh, i i seen what they proposed the consultants brought back and i noticed that it was a lot of the community ideas put to paper and drawn to scale um, it's a long-term plan. It's not an overnight plan. But uh, for me, I think we've got to fix a couple more things up in the downtown. Hmm. And I think that this uh, rail yard revitalization might be key. Yeah. Hmm. Um, do, you, do you worry, though, at all about uh, something like this? I mean, it's a huge population, and it's, a, it's kind of a fancy neighborhood on the edge of downtown uh, competing with downtown at all. Do you see that being a problem? Yeah, I do. Yeah? Um, here again, I don't want anything to be taken to be a, a, a one-year staging. We're talking about 20-year plans for a downtown. Um, oh, man, now i got to remember my acronyms. <laughs> um, the Warehouse District Board. Right. Uh, listening to them speak of how they wanted the land reused, it seems like the business owners in the Warehouse District, what they really want is warm bodies passing by their doors to revitalize that area. And there are some yeah. already. you know, But that, that's really what they're striving for at the end of the day. Um, Looking at all those people living in those apartment complexes, I'd imagine that'd be pretty palatable to them. But trying to find the people to fill the apartments and the builds to come up, and I think we got a couple other condo buildings being put up downtown right now. So it makes me wonder about the time frame. Some of that's achievable. Um, this is kind of where I get to the weird side of Jason. So okay, let's go to the weird <laughs> side of Jason. Well, yeah. Like um, I always think problems should be. A solution should solve more than one problem, and we do need a solution for that portion of our city. Um, I think we also need a downtown solution and a parking solution and a congestion solution as well. And I think a lot of those solutions come back to our transit system. Um, I myself think that a lot of the things presented are achievable, as presented the other night, but I think we have to have a stronger focus on redesigning our transit downtown 
and maybe paying attention to how some other cities have used used light rail transit, light rail transit, to uh, traverse the downtown. I'm not proposing that we do that in our downtown, but I know there's federal money available for transit, and in my head, I, I would love to see um, from Osler to Angus, and probably from College to Dudney, you may be a free transit zone. Buses come by on a constant basis within a 10-minute variance. Um, hop into the square blocks for free. Incorporate a transit hub into the rail yards. And the next thing we have a problem with is parking as well. And there's a lot of open land there right now. And even at the best terms, they say it's going to take decades for that to populate. Hmm. So in the meantime, what better way to hop on the transit that traverses our downtown than uh, by parking your car there? And that's the part about problem solving because one of the things that's been ident identified in Regina is the use of our downtown and the open space downtown and of course trying to get densification of our downtown core and when you look at some of the land available that's being used for flat top parking down, down I think to get private uh, interest in available land because maybe there's not as much need for it at a mm -hmm. lucrative price well maybe the private investment will look after our problem and all of a sudden the price point becomes more attractive but, you know, that's a lot of different elements being put into one plan. But I think it's planable, and I've never had a chance to say this yet to anyone. So <laughs> I, uh, I, I wanted to, but it's always been a point of listening, uh, following the Design Regina concept plans, yeah. finding out how federal dollars are spent and what's available. I, I did ask a couple questions of the transit people. Man, there's some smart guys down there. There's this one Nathan guy. He's, he sees in four dimensions. Oh, really? When I asked him the question, his light, eyes lit up, and he actually gave this to me. Because on radio, you can see things. So. <laughs> it's true. It's yeah. true, you can. When I said that, I, apparently there was a trade magazine going around. And when they were talking about it, they had a little Saskatchewan Transit Hub drawn because oh. they were thinking along the same lines. There's oh, a really? mass transit trade magazine. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. I love so, trade magazine. There's a trade magazine for everything, including yeah. mass At first, I thought it was kind of out there. But apparently, this is um, a bit forward, but somewhat mainstream thinking, especially with the problems of urban sprawl. Huh. It's a way to solve some core problems in the city. Oh my okay. God! I, had, I, had a, I actually had an idea for par like solving parking space. Yeah, is I call it vertical parking. They actually like you drive the car into this little stall, and it'll actually pick up the car and like turn it, like turn it like onto its side, or onto its end or tail, and then so just th hang it. Yeah, yeah. You and got that off iRobot. Um, no. Yeah. No. Yeah. Okay, I got off iRobot. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, they got stuff like that in Europe, eh? That's how much land can be worth and how that they have uh, hoists per stalls. So if you have really? a flat top, yeah. I didn't know And not that. just like buildings built that way, but actual flat parking lots where they've installed this machinery. Hmm. Yeah, I've seen that in Italy before. <sighs> so, Sorry, like I'm like totally getting off on these... Uh, Mass transit uh, stories. Yeah, yeah, they've pictures. got like, they've got ads for bus shelters and yeah. push-to-talk buttons. Oh, snakes on buses. Yeah. How about how about a gigantic sort of mobile? I guess that's like Vegas's biggest trade show, eh? Mass transit. Yeah, of course. Really? No, not really. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Finally gave me a reason to go to Vegas. Yeah. Um, this is actually just Massachusetts transit. That's what oh, it is. Yeah. So. yeah. No, which is allowed. Yeah. His other <laughs> idea. This is from last week when we were talking about the uh, bridge. Was a catapult across the rail. Yeah, there you yeah. go. Right, and you can't get lighter rail than people flying through the air. Yeah. Mm -hmm. so. But now you see why I see the bridge is something that's quite important. Yeah. Um, like I say, I, I think it'd be interesting. I, I know it would be a commitment by taxpayers, but uh, when I think of the amount people pay downtown for parking as it is, and I know a lot of professionals need their car in the day because they do have different appointments to go to. So you have to have an answer for what we experience in Regina, which is winter. Mm -hmm. So I, I, I sure would like to hear it thought about. Right. Okay, well, I, I, I agree. I think the... I think more transit is a good idea. Um, I think uh, I think a free transit zone would just be fantastic. Well, that's I the craziest thing to say to the councillor. So there's the foot in the mouth, eh? Oh, really? But yeah, I can't. Oh, well, yeah, I think that'd get people worked up. I probably just angered people at myself. But <laughs> nah, to, yeah. to gain new habits and to buy into something, there has to be a reason. And, oh, yeah. And I know that uh, you know tax increases are hefty, but to give a reason and a cost initiative, I think that'd be helpful to the residents. I think it would help the businesses. And I'd have to expect that the warehouse district, too, would that's what they're looking for is warm bodies coming through, and, and that's part of the plan there, too. Yeah. And there again, that makes me think that if you had those warm bodies coming through, maybe you wouldn't just re be reinvigorating your downtown. You might be looking over at your warehouse district as well. There's lots right. of space opened up in there. Yeah, and your heritage district. And yeah, your, exactly. And you know, and stuff. Yeah, exactly. Um, 
Okay, but where where do you see the money coming for stuff like the pedestrian bridge and for more transit? Where are we going to get the cash for this? Well, part of that money has to come out of our pockets, of course. You know, that's that's the way things are built. Uh, luckily, things like transit are something promoted by the government right now, and there's there's lots of uh, infrastructure and transit money available for projects, especially when they have a green means to them, which transit does. And it's something that we have, but we don't very underutilized in our city. So to try to take a positive step forward to addressing a problem and multiple problems, I think that's how infrastructure money becomes available from different levels of government is by having you know a little bit of foresight and proving a point out and looking for more than just to build one building but to really change a way of life, right? I don't know. I'm new to this. I'll find out I'm wrong tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, what's going on tomorrow? I'm not sure either. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, Okay, so if we can get some federal money, uh, we, do you? Uh, what do you think about the like this, the the size, the scale of development that they're talking about over there? So so many towers, um, so much concrete is yeah. going to be needed for this. Yeah, like this is a this is a really long term plan. It seems. I agree, it is, and and that's why I propose this whole transit idea is because that yeah. that's going to take a long time to implement yeah. anyways. I'd really like to take the opportunity to, like I say. Uh, take some pressure off what we're experiencing, um, give a reason for some space to come free, and let uh, private enterprise do what it's supposed to do, right? You know, mm -hmm. w once you give a reason, you know, it's like the old field of dreams. You build it, mm -hmm. they'll come. Yep. Give them somewhere to build, they might just come too. Yeah. Um, there's nothing saying that this can't be developed over time into what they're proposing either. You know, it's the meantime. Um, I'm not saying the, the transit idea wouldn't be a, a large capital outlay, but what I'm saying is in steps... Um, compared to trying to build 12-story apartment buildings, it's a lot more sizable. And there again, there's immediate benefits behind it as well. Right. Yeah. Huh. I, I never knew when to say this. I went to hear what course, course these plans were in action when I became a counselor. Um, I wanted to sit back and listen to everyone to see what they had to say first because I didn't want to walk in and talk in something that no one else has said and not understand there's ramifications. Uh, like I said, I had to read the Design Regina booklet mm -hmm. to make sure it was implied with, in compliance with what the... The designers yeah. were thinking and that the ideas were valid and true and yeah yeah and it definitely does seem to like that those ideas do definitely it fit plays with through the uh, yeah. downtown plan and the ocp and all yeah, that stuff and, and you yeah. just think with a the pedway there across those tracks a lot of people could walk downtown by the time you bridge over the casino and cornwall center and the various pedways it becomes a walkable city in winter yeah so there's there's potential there I, I think the plan they drew up was nice, and I think the idea behind the parks is valid, and I think there's a lot of things we could do. But like I said, I'd just like to take it one step further and first implement some solutions for problems we experience, and then once we've bought ourselves some breathing room and we're making progress, we can implement these broader-scale ideas easier. You know, the enthusiasm built would be a, a positive benefit. Right. Cool. Okay, so you're a counselor now. Mm -hmm. And you've got ideas. Mm -hmm. So behind the scenes, how do you, how do you take stuff like, like this? Like, what are you doing with these ideas behind the scenes to like learn about them and to you know perhaps get these things implemented? Like, how does all that work? Because all we ever see is the stuff that gets to council, where you guys have your debates on the floor and things get decided. But a lot of the background stuff, nobody really knows anything about. Well, I, I <clears throat> here again, I'm trying to figure that out myself. You know, right. this is something that I thought about for, for a while um, before I ran for council. Uh, counselors are different things. Some of us are mechanics, some of us are professors. You know, um, counselors there to monitor, read, uh, try to follow back the plans made, look if there's any ill-conceived ones you can recognize. I think this comes in aspects of um, any type of leadership or different thinking. I think that that would come if people go to the design meetings more often, which I never did till I became a counselor. Hence, yeah. the first design meeting I attended was the third mm -hmm. one for this project. Um, people are busy with their life. Uh, everything goes to consultants. Uh, consultants build plans, administration puts the plans to paper, council approves their plans. I think if you want to have a different take, you have to take more of an active interest in the design side, and I never realized that before. I had attended other things put on by the city, but not with the regularity because I did have a pretty committed schedule already from my from my other commitments. So, um, yeah, it would have been nice to say something at the first symposium when a guy had a chance when the uh, consultants were first taking in information and maybe laying a seed and seeing if there was any interest. But 
at the end of the day, it's community input that's supposed to build these plans. Um, the reason I say something out loud right now is because I think that sometimes if community hears something and they think it's a good idea, maybe they can put that input in. Because as a councillor, I can't really input my idea directly into something. I'm there for governance, hmm. right? Um, I haven't been to a, a, a planning tirade yet or anything like that that I've had a chance to say anything like this. Uh, I've mentioned it small blurbs in passing, but not to any in-depth level at all. Huh. So how do you think, okay, so you didn't go to these meetings before. Was it a question of just like not having enough time, not knowing about them, or just lack of interest? Uh, it was time yeah. and organization on my behalf. Yeah. Uh, I'm a horrible schedule follower. That's my, my worst thing since I started council. I'm trying really hard because it's now my job and my commitment. But as a private citizen, my time organization was poor. I'd also always have the best intent, but there was always one more car to fix <laughs> yeah. or one more errand to run or yeah. fill in the blank. Yeah. And although I did make it to some, and I, I have seen the consultant process before and uh, was lucky enough to learn things about urban sprawl and such to ideas to be formed not enough regularity to have any impact or really express confidently back and forth yeah yeah because I guess what I'm wondering is like how do you uh, how do you sex these things up so that you know people see them as being sort of like these crucial things because these these early meetings for any of these design things this is when the ideas go in that's right and this is when people get the most like this is the, your opportunity that's right to you know wind up with your ideas being the ones that are being decided on five, six years, three years later, whatever. That's right. And in the right. end of the day, all the councillors really want to do, and the mayor, is please the people. So mm. they, they hire the consultants to take the information from the people and try to make it, you know, because you have such a broad spectrum of ideas, make it coherent. Um, like I said, I think that it's the input when that information's being laid out that sometimes people would solidify behind that would make the difference. Yeah. Do you think it would be donuts? Donuts could do it, too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because they had coffee. Oh, I thought you meant in the parking lot, because that always gets attention. Doing donuts? Yeah. yeah. Just to get the attention. I always got attention right, right. for me, man. Chicks love that. <laughs> um, no, I was thinking, because, you know, they had coffee and uh, tea at the... Uh, but no donuts. But no donuts. Yeah. Muffins, man? Anything? No. No, I don't think that. I don't think they had muffins. They had sad muffins. state of affairs. I know. Yeah. I hate to say it, but in all seriousness, it has been a cutback here at the city. Oh, really? Yeah, like, that's that's no joke. Huh. Yeah, no. And yeah. new counselor, all cards on the table. I'm impressed with the staff. A lot of them stepped up for this, and they were took it to heart. It's Actually, i got to hmm. say, it was one of the best-run uh, question periods I've seen yeah. at one of these things. It was Pro really well Probably because there was no, like, donut-based distraction. Right, nobody was, like, hopped up on <laughs> sugar and fat. Yeah. Nobody was like, shut up so we can get back to the donuts. It was all business. Yeah. Oh, I tried yeah. to say something to consultants, too, about the idea, and you could just see, like... <laughs> oh, I felt bad about it. Yeah. I don't know. I had to open them off. I think, like I said, for me, a problem's got to solve, or a solution's got to solve more than one problem. We have yeah. some problems to solve in this city. Yeah. 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 Okay, so what else do you see? What are, what are the other big things? We're, we've got about three minutes or so here. What uh, What are you seeing on the horizon that you think needs solving that uh, you're obsessing over right now? Oh, I'm still recovering from that budget. It's a setback. <laughs> You, you all look a little bit grayer and more haggard, yeah, actually. That was, that, was, um, yeah, that was a tough one for me. Um, I, I know what's coming at us next year because a lot, of the, uh, a lot of the tools used to make it a balanced budget are a one-year implementation fix. So I know there's, a, there's mm. a wait coming at us next year already, right. so trying to pay attention for that. And it's hard to think about things like this because, of course, this is long-term. This isn't the year we're going to do something yeah. to solve this, right? This is long-term, yeah. but it's hard to bring those type of thoughts and those uh, ideas about spending out when this is the financial reality we're in right now, eh? So yeah. um, I guess one of the things I see coming down the pipeline after the budget is readdressing next year's budget and looking yeah. at the commercial <laughs> residential spread and trying to make things balance. And, yeah, there's going to be a lot of that. Yeah. yeah. Oh, great. Um some good construction going on this year, even though the cutbacks came through. I guess that's one bright point. Uh, some of the residents have called me up with concerns about their streets, and I've had the privilege to tell them they're actually on the zone for being fixed this year. That was a bonus. Oh, that's nice. Unfortunately, yeah. it wasn't Pinky Road because that one's affected by the GTH, and that's <laughs> a real sore point with my residents. So. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, we've got to move on to the next thing mm -hmm. on the agenda, but you're going to stick around for the second half? Sure. Sure. Awesome.
Okay, thanks a lot. Thanks a lot for that, Jason. No problem. Cheers. Take my foot out of my mouth now. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> It'll make it easier for you to drink your, uh, yeah. your water. All right. Um, next up on the agenda is innovative revenue tools. And those are uh, those tools that um, innovate revenue? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They're, you know, they're ways to improve the amount of cash the city has for doing things like pedestrian bridges and transit interchanges and stuff. You know, I noticed uh, that every week that we talk about innovative revenue tools, we have to remind each other of what they are. Yeah. That we seem to forget. We're not, you know, we've got a lot of stuff on our plate. And, and not a lot of nutrition. Really. Yeah. Yeah. So short-term memory kind of is, is a challenge. Is weak, yeah. So I, uh, I took it upon myself to AltaVista, the phrase innovative revenue tools. Oh. Yeah. Um, and what did AltaVista have to tell you? <laughs> well, uh, it's a search engine, right? It, it sure is. It's the most up-to-date search engine there is. If this is 1995... Pretty sure it still is. Okay, it. good. As long as it's still 1995, then I'm cutting edge. Uh, and I found an article in SeniorLivingMag.com, mm -hmm. uh, which talks about innovative revenue tools. So I thought to myself, well, we've got all these innovative revenue tools listed for us, but there's no real incentive for people to sort of get into these things and actually begin to innovate with these tools to generate revenue. Mm -hmm. But I've also been thinking still about Capital Point. We've got this <laughs> okay. great big hole. Yeah. So what better incentive for people to generate revenue than to say, if you don't generate this revenue, we're just going to throw you in the hole. Because I mean, no. that, building, that building's never getting built. I mean, right. so, but they, but it is this big pit that we can just toss people into if they disappoint us. Interesting. So, so for example. Oh, okay, good. Revenue growth is everyone's business, so make it a part of everyone's daily work routine. That's 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 great. It's a great tip. We could bla we could blast that on the loudspeakers outside yeah, City Hall. Exactly, and then how, everyone would know. Here, how about this tip? Hit many singles and doubles, not just home runs. Oh. I mean, it is a sports really metaphor used for business, mm -hmm. which is pretty rare, obviously. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, if you find yourself just hitting home runs, but not many singles and doubles, it's into the pit with you. Yeah? Yeah, I like it. Okay, tip three. Seek good growth, avoid bad growth. Whoa. Like, I can't believe that we hadn't thought of that one sooner. Yeah, I know. Like, it's somebody comes up and says, hey, Trevor, you've obviously been seeking bad growth and avoiding good growth when you're clearly supposed to do the opposite. And before they can say, sir, I'll get better, it's into the pit. Yeah. Yeah, into the capital point pit, the punitive pit. Uh, there's, there's actually some other good ones. My favorite, operationalize innovation by converting ideas into revenue growth. And I'd like to think that's what we're doing right now. I think it is. That's, that's what we, we do, do that every week. Every week. Every week. Right. We, we, this is what our innovative revenue tools are all about. No pit for us. No pit for us. But for everybody else who doesn't do this, which is pretty much everybody. Gone. Into the pit. Yeah. yeah. So I think, I think uh, eh, there might be some other tools here. Create a social engine to accelerate revenue growth. Beef up upstream marketing. I don't know if I do, even know do what it. that means. You, you don't know what that means? You're going into, into the, pit. the pit. So you better figure it out. Whoa. Otherwise, it's into the pit with this you. This is harsh. You see, I, be, I found this out, so I beefed up my upstream marketing. Like, smart. Like, like just before the meeting. Yeah. So I'm safe. Can you, like, pass me some notes? I, I can. Councilor Mancinelli, have you I beefed up that your... magazine. I read that one last year. <laughs> You're not making that up. I think Trump wrote that back in the 80s. I, I think, I think actually... Uh, <laughs> So, so if you've beefed up your upstream marketing, you can stay out of the pit. Not even counselors will be like immune. Not even exempt. counselors. I can get a good parking spot, though. Oh, well. Well, maybe I could park near the pit. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> you better. You have a good parking spot near the pit, so if the time comes, uh, you won't have far to go. Uh, anyway, so those, those are some uh, ideas for innovating revenue. Those are great. Yeah, and yeah. well, they are great because I, if you don't think they're great, I know where I'm going. Exactly. All right. Well, uh, if if those if those don't catch on, fortunately, we have a few more here. Ooh. Hi, I'm local blogger Kenton DeYoung. Did you know the Hotel Saskatchewan was built to be self-sustaining? Upon construction, it had its own fire department, its own water source, and its own furnace. No matter what happened outside the hotel, the building would survive any storm. The Hotel Saskatchewan had guests such as Queen Elizabeth II, John Bon Jovi, Paul McCartney, 
Bill Clinton and the Canadian Prime Minister. The room they all stay in, the Royal Suite, is the only room with bullproof windows. It's a Regina fact. You'll find more Regina facts on my blog, KentonDeYoung.com, and every week on the Queen City Improvement Bureau on 91.3 CJTR, Regina Community Radio. All right, we're back from Innovative Revenue Tools and Mr. Kenton D. Young. Those were all good other tools. Yes, they were. And anybody listening, if you don't follow those tools, like, for example, go to that uh, gig with uh, Midnight Gallows into, into the, pit, the pit, where Midnight Gallows will probably be playing. <laughs> Captive audience. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Into the pit. All right. Um, okay, next up on the agenda. Yeah. Uh the transportation master plan. We've been talking about this for many, many weeks now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. D- how did you like the transportation master plan, Councillor Mancinelli? The only way I can describe it is a lot, a lot of words. It is a lot, a lot, a lot, of, a lot words. of words. Yeah. Um, it's a pretty high level document. I think it's interesting. I like the thought put forth from it. Yeah. Um, I can't comment enough on it because the thing has to be in front of you because otherwise people correct you with it lots. Right. People took a broad interest and you almost have to have a committed to memory. Cause yeah. Yeah. Well, one of the things I figured over the last couple of weeks is that one of the things that the Transportation Master Plan is lacking, because it is a big document, and if you don't have it right in front of you, it's hard to keep all these things on the top of your head. And then the whole issue of transportation planning is so complicated uh-huh. that what we need is educational material about the transportation master plan. Oh, yeah. Because, you know, if we had something that we could distribute, um, the, you know, to the people about the transportation master plan, it might make, you know, make, make these ideas stick and might get them more excited about it. Um, so, uh, you know, I, the best I can do is, you know, like with crayons and some glue and macaroni, I made wow. a transportation master plan poster, but apparently that wasn't good enough. I I ate the macaroni. Oh, well, that would explain why it just looked like a bunch of dry glue. Yeah. And yeah. I ate a lot of the dry glue, too. I was really hungry. He did yeah. better than me. I tried making a version on an etch sketch but I took. <laughs> oh, that. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that's frustrating. <laughs> I know that well. Yeah. It's like working here. <laughs> um... So yeah, when I realized that it was like pointless for me to like you know try and like make something myself, I went I went uh, to consultants. So I went to the same consultants who did our uh, improvement vector our uh, certificates. Logo. Yes, oh, our logo. Excellent. Yeah. So you know, fortunately, you know, we had a little bit of money lying around. I wrote them an IOU for forty thousand dollars. Okay. And so they've outsourced it once again to a group of eight-year-olds. Again? And what they've put together is a film. They've put together a nice transportation master film, the tra- transportation master plan film that we're going to like, we can turn the lights down, we can watch it right now. Ooh, cool. Yeah. Although I noticed I have like watched, I watched the rough cut of this film, and I think what might have happened is these eight-year-olds, I think maybe they just gave them some like, some scissors and some tape and turned them loose in a, in a film archive. So... Well... Um, well, that's yeah. a letdown. I thought I was going to save myself some reading there for a second. Right. Yeah, I know. Well, you never know. Um, yeah, got me through high school. <laughs> well, we're gonna we're gonna play that movie right now. And On uh, the so radio. Just, yeah, can you turn? Well, you know, um, th- th- that's that's the uh, trade off. If you're listening to our meetings on the radio instead of actually coming to the meetings, like you know, everybody really should. Exactly. You, sometimes there's going to be visual stuff that you're just going to have to listen to. These meetings are open to the public. Actually. They are. Yeah. yeah. Anybody could come. Nobody ever does. No. All right. So I thought, yeah, I will play the, uh, I'll play the, the film now. I'll just like load up the machine, and I will press go, right now. You're listening to the Queen City Improvement Bureau Transportation Master Plan. the executive vice president of the National Chamber, an organization which is deeply and vitally interested uh, in your problem. Basically, of course, you want to make your city a better place in which to live. Now, what's involved in making your city a better place? Well, things like industrial development, better streets and highways with special emphasis on parking and traffic conditions, of course, 
Improving all these things adds up to a better town, a better city. Now I'd like to have you meet uh, two men who are thoroughly acquainted with the problems your city faces. They understand the trends and forces that created your problems, and they're developing ways to help you solve them. has become swift and mobile. Flowing along over a great network of highways more than three million miles long and constantly growing. The road has lifted itself high above the muddy ruts of years ago. The road has bridged the gulf between city and country. And the people of the cities have been able to move out into quiet communities full of sun and fresh air that seem almost like living in the country. The old country schoolhouse has vanished and the energy of the children is no longer wasted in walking miles to get there. The worker of today no longer has to live close to the plant that employs him. His home is in pleasant surroundings, and he drives to work. Every car, every new building that towers against the sky is a sign of our progress towards a better way of life. But perhaps the most wonderful thing about the road is the freedom it gives us. You car and start driving to feel it. What magnificent vistas open up before us as we travel along it. We have come a long way since the quadricycle and the Model T. We have accomplished much, but the achievements to come will dwarf our own. The road stretches ahead of us, always towards a new horizon. We are all traveling along that road, all moving forward towards an even better tomorrow. clearly remains dynamic under the force of constant change. The pulse of progress is steady. Some properties are rushing into existence and others are rushing into discard. Alert eyes know it is inevitable that properties like these must go. It is not surprising, therefore, to return and see their removal underway. The city, therefore, clearly remains dynamic under the force of constant change. The pulse of progress is steady. To be fully dynamic, the city must now accommodate the automobile. This is the vital factor of our new age. The poor little parking meter is not by itself a solution to automobile problems. The forward-looking city is conscious of the automobile and automobile traffic as key factors. It is responding by providing adequate, well-located parking facilities. Often building skyward to create the urgently needed space. The city, therefore, clearly remains dynamic under the force of constant change. The pulse of progress is steady. The problems of our cities are real, however, because of the heavy hand of old-fashioned design. It affects residential property. Much of our industrial space presents a special problem with old multi-story buildings. The elaborate pigeon roost we see here suggests that obsolescent stocks are apartment properties. Substantial and ornate buildings are to be found everywhere. The city, therefore, clearly remains dynamic under the force of constant change. The pulse of progress is steady. Surely obsolescence should not cause despair. It is one of the results of America's rapid growth. It is the basic challenge to cities, however, and a twofold problem. Architectural obsolescence and narrow lot pattern. The truly dynamic American cities are those that are coming to grips with the problem of outmoded structures. Increasingly, we are seeing large-scale demolition as the first step in building modern cities. The city, therefore, clearly remains dynamic under the force of constant change. The pulse of progress is steady. Often, the substance of our urban structures is such as to resist the power of the demolition hammer. As a people, however, we are steadfast as we tackle problems, and the hammer of demolition will be sure to swing with determination. The the city, therefore, clearly remains dynamic under the force of constant change. The pulse of progress is steady, and the hammer of demolition will be sure to swing with determination.
only the adventurous men who kept on making automobiles, but the reckless few who had courage enough to drive them. Some people thought that the sail wagon had a more promising future than the automobile. Built like an ice boat on wheels, it could hit over 50 miles an hour if the wheels stayed on. Of course, it took a land-going sailor to operate it, and on a public road, it really stopped traffic. City planners and traffic engineers have been trying valiantly to make more space available for traffic handling. But the increasing number of cars requires wider streets and more off-street parking lots. In many cases, valuable land must be sacrificed to the traffic monster. But these changes only bring more cars into already overcrowded downtown streets, and the traffic situation becomes more acute and aggravating than it ever was before. We widen our streets and invite more traffic. More freeways. More cars. And so the cycle goes. Most cars carry only one or two people. Within this block, 50 people in 40 cars. No wonder we have traffic congestion. Now, here's a practical approach. Public transit. Let's see how it helps solve our problem. A motor bus can carry as many people as all the cars that can be jammed into a city block. One trolley coach provides enough transportation per trip to eliminate the need for as many as 50 parking spaces in a downtown area. A modern streetcar, with its large carrying capacity, handles enough traffic each day to remove hundreds of cars from heavily congested downtown areas. Let's take a closer look at our transit system. So far as most of us are concerned, public transit is dropping a token into a fare box. These tokens all add up to one thing. A faster, safer, more dependable ride for you. My name is Ike. I'm a bike. As drivers, you're going to see a lot of me. Bikes and cars are a great part of our style of life. We like freedom and mobility. But we have to get along together. This is Rooty Toot Jasperson. He had the newest bike in the bunch, and he was as proud of it as he could be. He made it a point to get in the lead, and there he intended to stay. It would seem that Rooty Toot was a slam-bang go-getter headed for big things in life. Right? Right. But when you have to be first all the time, there are a few things you find you don't have time for. Such things as making hand signals. Oh, he knew very well that bike riders are supposed to signal just like auto drivers. Hand down for slow or stop. Hand up for right turn. Hand straight out for left turn. But pretty soon, he began to feel silly making so many signals to stay out in front. So he skipped one to rest his poor old tired arm. Just one signal, once. 
At this point, Rooty Two Jasperson left the party. Now, let me introduce Philip Flugel. He's a star athlete, the president of his class, an honor student, and he has the handsomest profile in school. Just look at it, will you? Now, Flug, as his friends call him, has one little flaw in his character. He is very easily bored. Right now, he's asking himself why everyone has to go up this side of the street. It's so samey. So, proving that even a class president can make mistakes, he decided to ride against traffic. Oh, he knows that auto drivers never do this, and that he should follow the very same traffic rules. But he's in the mood to do something different. Anyway, there are no policemen around to see him. Philip Flugel is no longer bored. Behind the wheel of an automobile, we have broadened our horizon, and the end is not yet in sight. Modern transportation may be used to carry understanding and friendship to all nations. Under a master plan, there would only be one plan. Just one plan, there wouldn't be any room. That's it for our Transportation Master Plan film strip. That was very informative. Yes. And somewhat horrifying. Yeah, a little bit horrifying, yep. Uh, That's sure what happens when you let eight-year-olds loose. Yeah, exactly. Uh, some At some points it felt like they were actually recommending sprawl. Yep. Which seems really counter to the Transportation Master Plan. Yeah, I think they were just doing random stuff. Yeah, but yeah. I mean... Sometimes that that happens. Just random mm-hmm. things happen. Uh, I feel I'm feeling worried for the the flugs of this world who uh, got bored mm-hmm. and, uh, and met the business end of an automobile. Yeah, yeah. Make sure you always use your, your hand signals when you're cycling, everybody. Yeah, just That's like auto drivers. Important. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And everyone knows the number one signal, which is oh, yeah. I can't believe you did that. Oh, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I am shocked. I am scandalized. <laughs> a counselor. Oh, I should be the okay sign. We, we've but. been forgetting to do a thing. Uh, we're uh, the Queen City Improvement Bureau on 91.3 FM CJTR, Regina Community Radio, uh, <laughs> near the end of our time. But, uh, but we're, we, we at least want to be in compliance 
with, uh, with all rules and regulations. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Good, because I had to speed dial on. I was going to catch you on that one. <laughs> <laughs> Part of enforcement. It's the one of my responsibilities. is going to come and throw us into yeah. the pit. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, what's coming up at council? Do we have a council meeting coming up end of the month? Uh, Any ideas what's going to be on? Yeah. No, I haven't seen the agenda, to tell you the yeah. truth. So that's like, what, two weeks away? Two weeks away, yeah. 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 No, I haven't seen a posted agenda. Yeah. What committees are you on? I'm on uh, finance and admin. Oh, that's um, going to be fun. Yeah, that's great numbers. Great <laughs> exercise in numbers. Actually, it's interesting. Public works yeah. and infrastructure is interesting. Oh, I think, yeah. Uh, and being, you know, being the new counselor, you get to ask all kinds of dumb questions that everyone else has asked three times, but first go around, so you got to learn, right. too. Um, I'm on the Moose Jaw Regina Corridor, and uh, that's actually, to tell you the honest to God truth, pretty neat. Um, really? Yeah. You know what? There's representatives from seven different uh, municipalities on that committee. Um, it sounds like it's had long legs and maybe not achieved as much as it could have so far, but I think from the aspects of planning southern Saskatchewan and Saskatchewan on our neck of the woods, it's actually a fairly important committee. Um, huh. I've been really impressed with the people i met there so far. Neat. I wasn't sure when I got on it what's this all about, but yeah, no, I've liked it. Right, because, yeah, I don't ever hear anything about it, so... No, no, I don't think it's going to change the world. But looking at some of the problems experienced in the past to get communication going between different planning departments for where roads may or may not meet or electrical needs of upcoming companies or, you know, I, I, I think there's actually importance there. It's, it's kind of neat. Neat. All right. Anything else coming up? I don't think so. Yeah. How was Wonder Woman? Have you been? I have been to Wonder Woman. And? It was yeah, wonderful. It was wonderful. Yeah? Yeah. If, if you want to see... A superhero movie that will not bore you to tears? I recommend Wonder Woman. All right. I will go. Uh, take, your, take your daughters. Any uh, any urban planning lessons that we can take away from Wonder Woman? Well, the island of Themyscira was uh, was very was it was full of like older older buildings, nicely built up um, on these cliffs. Public transit. A lot of well, there were horses. Yeah. A lot of a lot of people rode horses, and other people just walked. Other people just sort of walk down these like nicely sort of like stone cobbled streets. Mm, active transportation. Very active transportation. Uh, I think. I think actually. I think one point they said, "Aren't we glad we adopted uh, Councillor Mancinelli's transit ideas?" Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> glad to know they were listening. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, as they got in like their free bus and, and zipped around the island. Yeah, right. uh, no, no, it was, it was it was fantastic. Cool. Okay. Well, I think actually that's it. I think we're at the end of the agenda. I uh, think the time locks are going to open up soon, and you'll be able to escape, Councillor Mazzanelli. <laughs> get back upstairs. <laughs> go do your go do your work. Go to, go back to your Moose Jaw Regina corridor. Yeah, 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 that's where I feel safest. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I, I always worry because you know, they they like our guests leave, then we have paperwork to finish up, mm -hmm. and then the time locks close again. Every night, every, every darn night. meeting. If we yeah. didn't have so much paperwork, we could actually escape from this place. Yeah, and it just seems to go nowhere. Oh, oh well, such is life. Such is life. Yeah. Thanks for the opportunity, guys. Yeah, oh, thanks a lot hey, for coming down. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, so I make a motion to adjourn. I second that motion. Motions carried. You have been listening to the Queen City Improvement Bureau on 91.3 FM CJTR, Regina Community Radio. Co-hosts are Paul Deshen and Aidan Morgan. Our guest tonight has been Councillor Jason Mancinelli. Music by Guidewire and a bunch of eight-year-old kids, apparently. Uh, coming up next, we have uh, Nerdcore Cabaret with Maddie V, followed by The Cockpit. Find us on Twitter at QueenCityIB or on our website, QueenCityIB.com. Remember, that's Improvement Bureau, not Irritable Bowel. I'm tired of people making that mistake. You can also find us on iTunes or on your podcatcher of choice. Uh, I think that's it. Keep on improving, Regina.